Well, welcome in everyone to what is the first episode of content for Rain Over Money. Again, my name is Kevin Hissong. I'll be your shepherd for this uh, entire journey. So thanks for joining. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy 2023 as we get things kicked off here. Very excited to do this. Uh, Again, with these episodes, we're only going to take about 15 minutes or so to knock these out. I know you all are busy folks, so 15 minutes one time a week hopefully isn't... uh, too much interference with your daily life, but hopefully can help you save and make more money in your 2023. What we're gonna talk about today and what I have uh, titled, this is diets and budgets, Uh, two different names with many, many meanings. And why do I say that? Let's think about diets. Um, Diets, if I said to name a couple certain types of diets, South Beach, keto, um, whole 30 kind of come to mind. What comes to mind is, is some type of constrained, uh, forced way of eating. And, and that's, you know, just like budgets, diets, the word diet and the word budget kind of scare people, I feel like. Um, but in general, there's another meaning for diet. And, and that's a much more general meaning of what's your current diet. If you ask me what my current diet was, I'd like to say it's mostly fruits and vegetables, uh, lean meats and fish, uh, watching out for sugars, things like that. Um, I don't think my doctor would always agree that that's my diet. But anyways, you know, that, that's your diet. It, it, it's, it's what you eat. It, it's looking back to say, okay, what have I eaten over the last month or six months? What are, what's my normal go-to? So, you know, a, a diet can mean that one specific thing that's, you know, to lose weight or get healthy or whatever it may be. But in, in a general term, uh, the word diet is really just what you eat. Similar to budgets uh, and, and meaning by that, you think a budget, I think the first thing that comes to a lot of people's minds is, um, and, I, and I remember even my parents doing it, was the, the white envelope system. Uh, you've got a budget for the month, you're gonna put, you're gonna take out cash at the beginning of the month, you're gonna put it in these envelopes. And what normally happens about the, if you're lucky, <laughs> you make it to maybe the 23rd of each month, and then, uh, or maybe the 15th or whatever it may be and you open up an envelope and there's no money in it. So you go to another envelope and you take money from that envelope and eventually all your envelopes are gone and you really despise this budget and it lasts about two, three months and you forget about it. Again, constrained way of doing things. Well, I, I think there's, there's definitely some benefit to doing that, especially if you're wanting to save for something on purpose, uh, if you're on a, a very general fixed income to understanding you know, how much you've got coming in and how much you can afford to let go forward. But I think what people need to do first is, is take the term budget in general and, and understand what's your budget. What, what do you currently spend your money on? If for the most part, we're not um, you know, really paying attention to certain items. Um, how long do you look back? I don't know. Uh, you know, if you look back over a month, yeah, you'll get an idea of, of some of your fixed costs, your groceries, things like that. But hey, maybe you were hosting a dinner uh, or something, so your groceries are higher that month. Um, same thing like water bill. I know our water bill is every other month, so certain months our utilities are going to be higher than other months, and so on. That being said, I, I think three months is a good uh, amount of time to start to look back at a budget to get an idea of okay, this is, we spend this much in this category, this much in this category, this much in this category. Uh, Even better, six months. But ultimately, I I really think it takes a year to get an understanding. And the reason for that, 
and this is just personal, uh, and I'm going to show you here in a little bit, I'm going to show you our last three years budgets and, and what percent has gone to each category. Um, I've been tracking things for about nine years, hard to believe, but I have been tracking things for about nine years. So I've got a pretty good idea of our budget uh, and where things are going. Not to say I'm, I'm completely happy with it. There's definitely adjustments that, that we can even make. And that's the thing about this, this episode is I, I don't think this is just for people starting out, you know, wh whether it's, you know, wanting to, to get a grip on your, um, on your money from, from scratch, wanting to make some adjustments, uh, you know, beginner, intermediate, advanced, everyone can benefit from understanding where their money goes and where maybe they can cut some items, or if you've got some expenditures coming forward, how to plan for those as well. But I think over a year is great because it can factor in taxes. Uh, you can look at your full year. You can track, you know, your gross pay and taxes and everything that goes with that. What's going into retirement accounts, or you can uh, just track your net pay. And what I mean by net pay is after taxes, after any deductions, things like that. The money that's basically coming into your checking account and maybe savings account, and what's going out with each paycheck. Um, I primarily track our net pay. That's just what what we're getting because I love that everything else is automatic. You know, taxes are coming out. Nothing you can do about that. Four one k, any other uh, brokerage investments we do, pretty much is all automatic. So I'm not worried about that. I want to be able to make the most of our budget with the money that's coming in on a month to month basis. But I need a quarter or six months or a year to look back at that. So with that being said, we're going to get real fancy here. I'm going to show you. I think I mentioned uh, in the past uh, about this kind of diamond. I, I feel like it all relates to a diamond. And what do I mean by that? I, I kind of created this, this we'll call it the ROM diamond, the rain over money diamond, because if you can start to get all these different areas working together, you really are going to be reigning over your money. So with that being said, let's take a look at this first bullet here. We're going to be focusing on budget and organization. And it's at the bottom of the diamond because it's, I think, the most important thing for everyone. It's the foundation for everything else you want to do. Because there's only two ways, and I use it on my moniker, there's only two ways to have more money. You can either make more money, and that's through your job or creating you know, income off your investments, whatever it may be. You can either make more money or you can save more money. And, and budgets, I think, will, can allow you to do both because it can free up money to maybe invest and have it create more income. But it can also help you save and show areas where maybe you're spending too much and you, you, you kind of want to focus on bringing that down. It's what we do. Uh, it's what I do on a daily basis. So this is kind of the first step. Uh, if you're looking at being the kind of the CFO of your household, whether it's just you, whether it's your family, uh, it's, a, it's a hugely important role. It's something you need if you really want to reign over your money. You need to take some time. Um, maybe it's a little bit of time each week and a little more time maybe at the end of the month to kind of uh, reconcile all the numbers and see how the budget fell for the month. I do it. I spend about every other day, I'll spend 10 minutes uh, with my coffee, kind of going through some of the software I use that I'll show you here in a minute and, uh, and, and, and getting into uh, how that all works out. Um, but yeah, being the CFO of your family, it's, it's a huge deal. And, and it's usually, I think it's best if one person focuses on it because it is really a job that uh, entails some time to do. I think it's great for that, that CFO of the family to share that information with others in the family as well. I mean, we shared information with our kids, how we're doing. Uh, we're very open with money with our kids. Uh, my, my wife and I have a very open relationship with money. Uh, so uh, it just makes life a whole lot easier and one less thing to worry about. So that being said, let's get into it. Let's take a look at the budget. I mentioned the budget here. Uh, let me pull up my budget over the last three years. 
and share this again. There we go. And what you're going to see here is both net pay and gross pay. So in net pay, again, money that's just coming into our checking accounts, mortgage, very high. That's going to be one of the highest for most people. Uh, other may be car payments, but we kind of want to try and stay away from those if we can. Um, savings and investments, you'll see here, that's really just our, our, our 529 sweep for our kids that goes in there. Uh, you will notice one item that's high here that maybe for other people that are using public schools or whatever you won't have in a budget. And that's the great thing about a budget is you can create whatever categories you want. I tried to create enough categories so that there's enough in each category to, to give it some relevance, uh, but to try and keep it fairly simple. I think you're maybe looking at like 12 categories here with a couple catch-alls at the end. Uh, but for us with school, uh, you know, with discretionary income, you have a choice what to do with discretionary income. And for us, it's private school for our kids. So that's what we utilize it for. So that's why it's one of our uh, larger expenditures on a monthly basis. Uh, you'll also see th this is, you know, series one is 2020, series two is, is 2021, series three is 2022. And, and just to note, if you're listening on the podcast on this, and for those watching on the video as well, I will put all these uh, documents and figures out on the blog on the rainovermoney.com website uh, under stream of consciousness is the name of the blog. I will put all this information out there so you can take a look at it and peruse at your pleasure. Um, you'll notice if you look at personal care, it's kind of the middle on the top there. Uh, this year, higher expenditure. We had for personal care, it's you know CVS, Walgreens. Uh, if you're lucky enough to get a massage, but it's also we include doctor and healthcare in there as well. I just needed kind of one catch-all, and so healthcare is in there. We had some extra expenditures this year. My daughter had an eye surgery and some other things that I had done. So. Um, a little higher this year in the personal care side, that should fall down. You'll also notice vacations at the end, really high the last two years. Yeah, we kind of blew it out after COVID. We just said, screw it. We're going to go enjoy ourselves. Um, luckily, this year, uh, I, I kind of prepaid for some of the things we're already doing, so that vacation number is a little higher for 2022, shouldn't be high for 2023. But it's great to know those things, look at those things, and know going forward that some of those discretionary income pieces can be moved around to other areas. On the bottom is, is the, the giant picture because you may look at that top and go, well, where are you saving money at? Um, down at the bottom is the gross pay. So this is income coming in. This is showing taxes, uh, 401k, retirement plans, automatic investments to brokerage accounts and so on and so forth. You'll see that those on the right-hand side are much higher, taking up 20%, 10%, 15% of our income respectively. And then that entails, you know, in turn drops the mortgage down uh, to being really only seven to 8% of gross pay, school seven or 8% of gross pay, vacation, you know, a little over 5%. So that kind of puts a little more in perspective. The top being, again, what's coming into the checking account and what I'm working with on a, on a monthly basis, the bottom being an annual, what are we getting from our paychecks and where's all that money going? So that is the tracking of it. Now, the question is, how do I track it? A lot of different ways to do it. What I will say is I am a giant fan of Mint and Mint.com. Uh, it is a free software to use, and I've used it for many years. I'm going to pull it up here just to show you a couple pieces of it. Again, free to sign up, just need an email. What it does is it goes out. It'll ask you, well, let me just, just show you here, kind of walk you through a couple steps. 
And uh, again, for those listening online, mint.com, go out, check it out. Uh, just need an email to sign up. Doesn't cost anything. I think you can get an advanced version where you sign up for it and so forth, but uh, not the uh, not the focus of, of today. Uh, so let's take a look here. We will share this. And this is the front page and simply go to sign up or sign in, depending on what you're looking for. When you first sign up, it's going to ask you to um, link some of your accounts. So whether it's bank accounts, investment accounts, like it says here, PayPal, Robinhood, whatever it may be. Uh, I even linked, uh, we bought a couple I-bonds uh, this year. So I even was able to link our accounts at the, uh, the, 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 the government treasury, the US treasury. So it's got a lot of different accounts you can link. So what it does is anytime you log in, it's gonna go out, it's going to use your sign-ins. Yes, it is gonna use your sign-ins. It's very secure. Uh, again, I've been using it for nine years, have had no issues with it whatsoever. Uh, but maybe there's some other softwares out there that you've all heard of. And, you know, feel free to share uh, so that I can share it with the community of folks that are maybe looking for, for softwares or online resources to use. But Mint's been great. So once you get all your accounts in there, one, it's going to keep you organized. So it's going to know you're going to know where all your accounts are. It's going to give you a quick way you can see and view your different account balances. But it's also going to track all your transactions. And the one thing I do every couple days is I'll go in, take a look at the transactions and update the transactions to, to make sure they match my categories. And that's the nice thing about setting up your own budget. You can determine the categories you want. You can go with whatever they say it, uh, they say it falls into. But I think to give it the best read, you want a little bit of manual intervention in there. Uh, I'll show you one more view here. Once you get your account set up, uh, you'll see on the left-hand side of the, the website bar here, it's got overview, transactions, credit score, bills, budgeting, goals, trends, investments, marketplace, and settings. Uh, so you can do a lot of different things here. I don't use it much for investments. We'll talk, we'll talk about that on a later date. I actually don't spend a lot of time focusing on my investments. Um, I think that's a good thing. Just kind of set it and forget it, let it go. Uh, but the budget is one thing I do keep an eye on. So that is a, a great way to track that and many different ways that you can see those. From a bill standpoint, you can actually put your bills in so that it'll give you an update reminder and kind of a calendar going forward. And that is a huge piece to budgeting. You know, we all think of budgeting as looking back over the month, over the quarter, whatever it is. But I, I got to thinking about, man, I'd like to see how next month is setting up. And I tried using the, the bills calendar a little bit, but it didn't really give me what I was looking for. So I just kind of built an Excel table. And from that Excel table, I'm gonna show you kind of the setup of the template. And I'll put this template out on the website as well, just to give you an idea. I think this is really valuable because um, you can run into roadblocks going forward, especially in our case. Again, this is more on the advanced side of things. We use a lot of different credit cards for different things. So I've got different credit card payments at different times. I've got to know from a cash flow standpoint that we're going to have money in the account. Uh, we're, we're a situation where it's just in time. And what I mean by just in time is we keep as little in our checking and, and accounts as possible. I want as much money working for me as I can. So most of it's either invested, uh, maybe, maybe very conservative investments if I know it's type of money I'm gonna need over three months, but I still want that money working and earning interest or creating dividends or whatever it may be. So uh, I need to know if I need to transfer some money in the month coming up. So let me just give you an idea what that uh, looks like here. I will share my screen again. And on this one, let me go back to the top. So what it gives you an idea of is 
I usually start this about the 15th of a month looking forward. So coming up here, when it hits January 15th, I will actually set up my February uh, forward-looking budget. And what you can put in there, it, this template's created, kind of has the, those fixed things that you know are going to be coming out. Mortgage on the first, uh, maybe it's health insurance, maybe it's a Venmo you do to a babysitter. So you can put all those out there, and then you can also add in some additional pieces as you need to. But I'll go out, I'll reconcile my checking account. It's kind of my version of what my mom still does with going in and, and, and doing her, uh, reconciling her balance on her checkbook. Um, this is kind of the new version of it, I guess. Um, so having at the mortgage on the first, income coming in on the sixth, so I see the different cash flows coming in. Now what I wanna show you, I'm gonna scroll down a little bit on this screen. And again, this will, template will be out on the, uh, on the website is if we get down to like the 18th of the 19th of the month, maybe we had a big expenditure last month. Maybe we needed a new uh, HVAC or air conditioning unit. I know that happened to us this year. And maybe you've got a $5,000 outlay there. So what it's gonna show me, if I know ahead of time that that's coming out, um, is it's gonna show me that I'm gonna go in the red from having a $3,500 balance to negative $1,400 balance. So a couple days before that, I need to get some money transferred over. So if you don't want to be doing that a lot, obviously, because if you're doing that a lot, then you're not sticking within the budget. I mean, you can't spend more than you bring in in terms of income. And that's where we're trying to get with all this is reining in the spending and knowing what you have in income and maybe trying to create some more income down the road. But I think the forward looking tool really kind of brings it all together of having the backward looking budget. Uh, getting an idea of your different categories, what you're spending each month, and then getting ready going forward in case there's some emergencies or different reasons that you need to move some money in. And that's really all I wanted to cover in this episode. I mean, just to get the, the basics underway, I hope these are some tools that you all can utilize. Maybe you'll make some improvements on it. Maybe some of you out there are already using something like this. Please feel free to share it with me. Uh, on, on Twitter, Rain Over Money on Twitter, Rain Over Money on uh, Instagram. Uh, through comment through the website, comment through the, the YouTube or the podcast, whatever it may be. Uh, we want to create a community with this and want to help people. I'm here to help people. Uh, that's why I'm developing this. Uh, it's been helpful to me, and I think it can be helpful to others as well in many different situations. So it's a start. It's the first step to our uh, kind of ROM diamond, if you will. And we will start building and going forward with that. I think we're going to continue on the budgeting and organization side. We're going to dive into the categories a little bit more going forward because I think there's some tips and tricks and things I want to talk about with some of the different categories that can help you if you're uh, looking for ways to save in those different areas for the new year. So with that said, I will leave it at that. I think I've gone over my 15 minutes a little bit for this week, but don't hold it against me. We'll go shorter maybe in another session here. Thank you so much for joining. Again, my name is Kevin Hissong. Please visit us at rainovermoney.com and shoot me a note or comment on any questions or any thoughts on the show. Thanks again for joining. Have a happy 2023 and we'll talk to you again next week.